Investor Schooling is an education company located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Investor Schooling, the principals or their employees, are not licensed by any regulatory institution. Phil Falcone and Larry Steinhaus are not registered reps of any investment firm, nor do they sell any securities. Their advice is based on their experiences and the experiences of their students. They are not attorneys or accountants, and before using any of their advice, they suggest you check with your legal or tax professionals. To find out more, go to www.investorschooling.com. This show is previously recorded. Now, let's welcome Larry Steinhaus and Phil Falcone, your hosts for Investor Schooling Live. Good morning and welcome to Investor Schooling Live. Coming to you from Investor Schooling Headquarters, I'm Phil Falcone here with my business partner, Larry Steinhaus. We are the founders of Investor Schooling. Get ready to learn real estate investing and stock option trading. Call us anytime during the show with your questions at 855-939-1137. That's 855-939-1137. That's right, we're a live program, so you can call us anytime during the show, and we will take your calls. Don't even worry about what we're talking about, because we love to take your calls. Investor Schooling is located in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, serving the Philadelphia area in a real brick-and-mortar building. We are local guys accessible to our students a minimum of two nights per week. If you want to learn this business, that's a business of real estate investing and stock option trading, you want to learn it from people who live it every day. That's us. So on today's show, what are we going to be talking about? A whole lot of things. Why do they keep moving our time all around, Susan? <laughs> what predictions do you have for the real estate market going go. forward? Feel good when your stocks go up? Question mark. Use other people's money. The more debt you use, the less taxes you pay. How do you get started in real estate? We're going to talk about earned income, portfolio income, passive income, buying businesses as investments, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And we're going to do all of that in one hour. Do we have? Can we do all that in one hour? Yeah, I think we can. All right, cool. Hey, by the way, if you guys are online and you feel like saying hi, Herb just popped up and said hi online. Hey, Herb, thanks a lot for saying hi. Um, if you're online, please feel free to... To uh, say hi, we could you can comment on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and I don't even know I think YouTube too yeah YouTube so please comment say hi and of course you could call in eight six six I'm sorry eight six six no eight five five eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven and we will take your call. So Phil, what time is it? It's uh, ten a.m. Why are we here? Because we can't get a permanent time to have this show so i'm thinking that we might actually have to stop doing this show if they can't give us a permanent time what do you think i think they better give us a permanent time because i am had it i have had it i'm up to my eyeballs yeah I, I agree. so it's very possible you guys hey by the way thanks victor for to, for uh, saying hi online and thanks ed but listen you guys this might be Next to the last show. We might be doing this one and next week and then be done if they don't talk to us and treat us better. Every time I meet a listener, the first thing they say to me is, Hey, I love your show. I listen to your show all the time when I can find it. Exactly. So just so you guys know, there you go. It may be it may be it, it may be over. We may be done. But we're pretty sure that the guys at WPHT like us enough that they're gonna help us out here. What okay. do you think? 
Uh, they better help us out. Yeah, I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Pedro says he doubts it. Or we're going to move to another radio station. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some real estate. All right, let's do it. Kind of a crazy market in Philadelphia. It's a similar market all through the United States. What predictions do you have for the real estate market going forward right now? Like, how is things going to change? Well, I think this is probably the last good year. We're probably still going to have a little bit of a peak. We might even, actually, it might even carry into next year slightly. But just be careful because we're starting to see it. We're really starting to see the uh, economy changing. We obviously have interest rates changing. And look, I, I got to be honest, we have the Biden effect that's going to kick in. You know, he's been he's been saying what a great job he's been doing for the last year because the stock market is up. But I got bad news for you, Biden. By the time you're out of this presidency, you're going to wish you didn't say it. Because whether it's you, and, and I, I'll be honest with you, I don't like the man. I mean, I, I have all kinds of great names for him. But honestly, no matter who was in this this presidency, number 46, this time period, was going to have a problem with the economy because the economy was due to come down. And I would say by the end of Biden's presidency, everyone is going to be crying over the economy. All right, so let's talk specifics, all right? Obviously, what's driving the market today is a lack of inventory. Well, that's probably the only thing that's keeping it up. Yeah, absolutely. Right, okay. And... Does America need three to six million more houses built? It might. It might, absolutely. But sure. then again, I also hear contradictory statements about the fact that the Elon Musk has been talking about that people aren't having enough children and the population growth in this country is really dropping. So get back to work and start having more children. Well, uh, I think the factory's closed for me. <laughs> the factory's been closed for me twice. <laughs> My factory's closed, so I don't believe I'll be having any more children. Right. But you young people out there, like uh, like our producer, in-house producer, Pedro. Pedro? Yeah, Pedro. You I got, got started. You, I got you, started. you got one, but you, you know you got yeah. you, you need to have at least five, according First to of all, do you understand? According that's Elon Musk. That's the plan. You got a okay. mom and a Rican. dad, right? You're Puerto Rican. You got to right. have two kids just to equal, keep things even, Steven. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Right. What we really need you to do is maybe pump out six to seven kids. That would help. Well, yeah. my my grandfather had twenty three, so I got you know. <laughs> do you, it's do in you, my genes. Do you know all of those names? No, I don't. I've never even met like. 50% of them. My, uh, I was talking about my grandparents last night at dinner. They had 13 children. Yeah. My my mom is one out of 12 from that marriage, and then the rest are spread out through other marriages. Your mom was the first? She's one out of the 12 from that marriage. Oh, okay. And then there's like 23 amongst other wives. Anyway, this has nothing to do with real estate, so stop talking <laughs> yeah, exactly. about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're, just, we're talking I'm about you. I'm doing my part. It's, it's always about you, Pedro. Always. Yeah, yeah. Everything's about you. I, I'm doing my really. Part. You're so self-centered. I'm, yeah, I, let's, just, talk, let's talk about real estate. So do you know that st sales in December were down 4.6% last year, year over year for December? But it wasn't because of, it wasn't because, you know, people weren't buying houses. It's because of lack of inventory. 
So as you know, and you were looking for houses in Florida, you got into some incredible bidding wars trying to buy a house just for you to, to live in when you want to move to Florida. Yeah, at one point I bid uh, $56,000 over asking price, and I still didn't get the said, house. It's amazing. Yeah, I still didn't get the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to stop. So just so you guys know, it's going to stop. In fact, now is the time to learn real estate investing because you, when you learn the techniques on how to buy them, when, when the market tumbles, you're going to be the only one who's going to know how to buy them. Plus, and we've been saying this for a while, have cash put aside, have uh, lines of credit put aside. I know I've been getting lines of credit. I know you've been getting lines of credit. Have them all ready to go. Have, and I'm talking about when I say cash put aside, I mean real cash. I mean like have a safe with $10,000 in it because if things go really bad, you'll be able to use that money to buy whatever you need to buy to get through for, you know, get, get through for a little while. Silver's another one. Silver and gold. So, By the way, silver and gold are finally moving. But, but specifically, how are we going to? How is the market going to change if there's no inventory? Then everything that comes up for sale is going to go up in price, right? And you're just going to. It seems to me like unless we start building more homes, builders start building more homes. What are people going to buy? There's nothing to buy. Well, they are building more homes. However, what's going to happen is it's going to it's it, it's going to be the same thing where where the buyers are not going to be able to afford homes again. Well, and when they're not able to afford homes again, and you have to move for whatever reason, you know, people move for people move for reasons different reasons all the time. Sometimes they move because you know because uh, maybe they get divorced, maybe they maybe they want to move to another state, maybe they lost their job, or maybe they got a better job and they got to move somewhere else, or maybe there's so many different reasons that people have to move. So these people are still going to be there, and and the people buying their house. Those people may not be able to afford that house anymore, and those prices are going to start to come down. I'm going to say that it's probably the end. The end of this housing boom will be. It will be about probably a year and a half to two years from now, max. However, it was actually it is. It's 2022, and you and you and I were doing real estate presentations. I don't know seven eight years ago, and we said 21, 22. The only thing that pushed it, and it pushed the date just a little bit further, was the, was the whole scamdemic. So what about the uh, all the people who weren't evicted and those and those landlords that weren't collecting rent for a year and a half, two years? Have you have you seen any statistics on that? And if um... I, I've not seen statistics, but it's funny. I've been talking to my property manager. I have a bunch of stuff in Lehigh Valley, so I have a property manager in Lehigh Valley, and I was t- talking to him the other day, and he he's funny because you know now all of a sudden he can evict again. So the courts are filled with people being evicted. And the judges are basically saying, "Yeah, you lose. Goodbye. Get out." And and the and who the, loses? Uh, the landlord. No, no. I'm sorry. The, the tenant is losing. The tenant loses. The tenant because now you know tenants. You know now it's time to to pay, and they're not paying. And the tenants have been walking around like you know they're strutting their stuff, going, "You can't evict me!" Ha 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 ha. And then all of a sudden they get evicted, and they don't they don't even believe they got evicted. He's been telling me that. For, I mean, he's been doing this for 20 years, and he told me that for the first time. He, for the first time, and it's been happening a lot, that he would knock on the door with the constable and the people would go, what are you doing here? And I said, haven't you seen the eviction notice on the door for the last three days? Yeah, but I didn't believe it. And it was bizarre. It's, he said he's never seen anything like it. He's also been threatened right. for the first time where he's actually had um, people pull guns and actually people who are uh, cutting him off and, and, you know, and threatening his life as they're being evicted. It's a very different time right now. Well, I mean, that usually was my most favorite part was the final part when the constable comes out. Right. Right? And you get to watch them, like, 
walking out of the house real slow with their head hanging low while they're carrying their bags. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> um, hey, look, when somebody doesn't pay you, you know, that's your medicine. Well, and, and you know, and we, we've been talking about this in class. We talked about it for years, and all of a sudden, you know, we had this scandemic stuff going on and eviction moratoriums, which was against the law, the whole thing. And we've been saying, look, you know, if they don't pay their rent, and they don't pay their rent by the 15th of the month, you file for eviction, and you'll see how quickly they, they will pay their rent. All of that went out the window with this whole eviction moratorium. Now, you and I, we had good tenants. We spoke to our tenants, and, you know, I said it all the time that what I did immediately was I called the tenants. I asked them if they're okay. I had one tenant who has, who had a serious problem. Who was a who owned a barbershop and it was closed. I mean, you can't argue with the guy. You know, I what are you gonna do? I mean, the guy's barbershop is closed, and I you know I lowered his rent for a couple of months. He paid me the lower rent. He paid it one time late. I didn't even care. I said, don't worry about it. And then finally, you know, he he actually called me up. He says, look, I opened up my shop. I'm gonna go back to the regular rent, and everything was fine. But that was the only real problem I had. But a lot of people had real problems because they didn't know how to handle it both mentally and ha and responsibly. And there were also programs that no one knew what to do. For the first time ever, <laughs> the landlord had to apply for, for help from the government because their tenant wasn't paying, which blew my mind also. Where it usually is if the tenant can't pay, they go to government programs, and the government programs kick in, kick in the money and pay for the tenant. But now the landlord was actually going to the government programs and saying, please, pay this guy's rent for me. <clears throat> and the weird part was they had to get the tenant, the tenant's cooperation. So how 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 hard do you think that was to get the tenant's cooperation who wasn't paying their rent and they're scared to talk to the landlord anyway? So it's, it's funny. The mobile home park that I bought in Hudson, Florida, uh, it's doing really well. Like six of the properties have all been renovated and all the rents are now in the 1220 range each house. So we should be grossing somewhere around like $11,000 pretty soon a month. That's great. From the place, right? Yeah. And um, our only problem is that several people are on like government assistance. And uh, we made a decision yesterday that we're going to uh, ban anybody who's getting government assistance. Because one of the problems is, in order to get government assistance, you have to have a lease. Right. And if you don't have a lease, I can do whatever I want. Right. I can, take the, rent, I can take the rent from 600 to 1200 sure. if I feel like it. And, sure. and I do feel like it. Uh, so um, our goal, uh, you know, hey, look, we paid half a million dollars for this place. We needed to kick off a reward. So it's not really a choice, in my opinion. It just has to be done, and it'll be done however I have the ability to do. Yeah, which... you, you are such a mean landlord. Okay, I, I, I'll you, admit it. You I... throw people out and you, you know, when they don't pay their rent, and you ask them I throw to... them out when they do pay their rent because, <laughs> because um, I need to... One of the things that really attracted me to this park was the fact that the rents were so cheap. Right. And I knew that I could change that. Sure. And I, I actually thought I wasn't going to be able to change it for two or three years. And then it was actually my manager, this woman, Dawn, who told me that if there's no lease, uh, you can raise the rent every single month if you want to. Or you yeah, could you just, can, technically. Or you could sure. just rent it $1,000. You have to give people 30 days notice, that's all. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. Once she told me that, I said, oh, how many leases did I have? I only had two leases out of, out of the whole park. 
had two leases, and they were both because they needed the lease to get the assistance. So the assistance isn't helping me. It's actually hurting me. Yeah. Right. So all you guys crying about inflation right now, I'm going to tell you right now, as real estate investors, inflation is the greatest thing that can happen to you. It makes houses go up. It makes rent go up. Yeah, I got to pay four or five. I actually paid $100 to fill my tank yesterday in my truck. $100. And, you know, I put I put the the, uh, the gas nozzle back, and I left. And I go, I wonder which one of my tenants is going to have an increase in $100 in their rent for me to pay for my gas now. That's why real estate is the greatest investment ever in so many different ways. You get the rent goes up. The, the price of the unit goes up. You know, I'm doing some refis. I know you're doing some refis. And I get to take money out of these properties tax-free. So I can get a check for 100 grand. I'm going to hopefully get a check next week for 100 grand that I get tax-free and I can do anything I want with that money. And by the way, if you want to, if you want to learn how to become a real estate investor, go to investorschooling.com and you will definitely learn how to do it. So that's investorschooling.com. We teach real estate investing. We teach stock option investing. And we teach anything and everything that has to do with money. By the way, somebody online is saying that um, somebody was saying to him, he was at dinner, somebody was saying to him last night that he thinks interest rates are going to reach 8% or higher. They've reached 15% over history. What's your opinion on future interest rates and how will the rates reach? Oh, what will the rates reach, I guess is what he's asking, right? So here's my opinion. They're not going to 15% again. 8% is probably going to be the peak. I don't know how long it's going to take to get there. I did do some charting on this, and I was looking at some charts, and I don't have the chart in front of me, so I so, don't, so I can't quote it. But when interest rates did go up, it was a it was a strange moment in time. It never really went up like that, so I don't think it's going to happen again. However, I do think you know six, seven, eight percent is definitely going to going to come from banks, and so be prepared for it. As a matter of fact, I've been telling people right now: if you own a house right now and your interest rate is anything over five percent, refinance immediately. Because you're not going to get interest rates of 3.5%. I just got 3.5% on my rental properties. I got 3.5% interest rate on my rental properties and refinance. And that is phenomenal. And I know that that's going to make make me lots of money in the future because I've lowered my payments by a lot. So uh, have you ever read the book Real Estate Riches? I, I have not read the book Real Estate Riches. Wasn't that Written by Dolph DeRoos. Is that the, wasn't the he, guy Canali who used to do that? No, not Canali. Oh, okay. uh, Canali might have had used real this estate riches okay, as okay. the name okay, of his okay. organization. But sure. he, real estate riches was written by Dolph DeRoos, and uh, he's from uh, Australia, I believe. And he, at one point, they had interest rates of 22%. Wow. And um, Dolph claims in the book that because the rates were so high, nobody was buying property. And Dolph claims that he was buying properties and negotiating lower prices because he was the only one willing to pay the 22%. And he also felt very comfortable that the rates will never last at that level forever. So in a couple of years, they dropped, and he now had all these properties that he bought at a deep discount. And he was able to refinance them. That's excellent. Right. And then he refined them. Yeah, sure. So let's talk about, uh, here's something I was thinking about when I was writing a script this morning. Do you feel good when your stocks go up? Okay, (laughs) obviously, it's it's not a stupid question. Listen, hear me out. Do Do you feel good when your stocks go up, or do you prefer the circumstances where the stock is getting destroyed? Which one makes you more happy okay so thursday i know you were out thursday because you had some personal stuff taken going on 
And all I was doing was walking around because Thursday was such a miserable day when the stock market went up 500 points and then closed down 300 points mm -hmm. and totally took me for a loop. Well, Thursday I was throwing things at people. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had people throw things back at me. So I so this is I will tell you that, you know, it's a stressful when you're in the stock market, especially when you're in stock options that are timing out, uh, stock options are stressful. And there's no doubt they're stressful. But at the same time, you know, we make a lot of money with stock options. We teach people how to make a lot of money with stock options. But sometimes a trade goes bad or sometimes it's not even bad, but it looks like it's going to go bad. And that's and it's scary. And it's terrible. You know, my account right now for this week, my account is down 30% for the week, which is terrible. You know, but at the same time, it's not really down because I didn't sell anything yet. Mm-hmm. So until you sell it, it doesn't come back. So we're going to get to the stock market in a little while. But this happened to be one of the – I mean, this is horrible, horrible week. This week reminds me of, you know, the beginning of COVID, uh, two, you know, almost two years ago when it, when it all happened. It was right around March or April when all this happened, when a nightmare happened. And here we are. We're, we're right there. And matter of fact, the NASDAQ hasn't had as bad of a day since March 2020. 2020? 2020. Really? Yeah, since that day. You know, when you made the comment last night at dinner about my Terry's stocks going down. <laughs> I didn't say Terry's stocks are going down. I just said the stock market was going you, down. You said something like you're losing money. You <laughs> lost money today. But anyway, I didn't realize how much it actually lost until yeah. I looked at it this morning. Yeah, and I'm scary, like, right? wow. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you have to just not look at it. Now, right. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen on Monday, most likely, just so you guys know. We're not even there yet. But just so you know, Monday, the morning, the stock market is going to skyrocket now if you have anything that's profitable get out before one o'clock because if if it really is a bear market and the bear market is true usually that's what happens on mondays in a bear market monday morning the stock market takes off because all the short sellers are selling so they can make their money and sure enough by the afternoon it reverses so watch for that. Now, this is a pivotal, a pivotal, a pivotal week this week, and I'm, I'm going to warn you that if the stock market ends next Friday lower than it is now, it's over. It is literally over. And now you have to start thinking about where you're going to make your plays. We have we have some earnings, some tech earnings coming up this week. I don't know off the top of my head, I don't know who they are, but we have some tech earnings coming up this week. And like I know Apple's one of them. I think Google's another one. And then Facebook is next week. And if those don't bring the market back, it is over. You know, usually January is a great month because it kicks off earnings season. Define what you mean. It's over. What does that mean? Uh, the stock market is going to be around twenty-eight thousand, twenty-seven to twenty-eight thousand. It's where it's going to end probably in the next four months. Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Investorschooling.com. I'm inviting you to a complimentary class this Thursday night at 7 p.m. I will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful. As a bonus, we will also teach you stock option investing. 7 p.m. this Thursday night, 215-876-3002, Investorschooling.com. Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. You heard my partner, Phil Falcone, tell you why you should be there this Thursday night to learn about real estate investing and learn about stock options trading. We're telling you right now, you will make more money than you've ever made in your entire life if you learn these two skills. This Thursday night at 7 o'clock, go to InvestorSchooling.com. Pull over right now. Take out your phone and go to InvestorSchooling.com. RSVP right now. InvestorSchooling.com. See you Thursday. All right. Let's move on to the next topic. What do you think of this statement? The more debt you use, the less taxes you pay. 
But I think I know what you mean by that question. And it, so, so let's talk about what. I'm not trying to confuse you. Well, you are confused because the question's confusing because it could mean a couple of different things. So when you say the more debt you use, the less taxes you pay, that could mean a couple of things. So first of all, the interest rate you are the interest you are writing off the interest. So if you have a property and you're paying and you have debt service, you get to write off the interest. So that is one way that you are paying less taxes. There's no doubt. But here's 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 what I like. And, and what what I talked about before, if you own a property and it has, let's say, for example, 100000 equity and you pull out $80,000 in a home equity line of credit, yes, you may pay 3.5% or 4% interest on that money. But if you're using that money to get something, to buy something that's giving you 7 or 8% interest, you're not only writing that money off, you're writing the, the interest off on that money, but you're also making money on the money and that money that you borrowed is tax-free. So there's a I mean, I, I, that's one another reason why I love real estate. It just it, it blows my mind the things that you can do to make money and save money. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm 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 kind of interested in what's going to happen with Executec. I'm I'm working with the original lender who lent me the money in first position, right? Which was somewhere in the range of about 1.8 million, <clears throat> and um, I went back to them and I started talking to them about it. And <clears throat> what happened was the SBA is in second position. The SBA said he can borrow up to he can borrow up to whatever he originally borrowed. That's now, interesting. Yeah. Now I don't really want to do that because yes, you I'd do. Be, you I'd get a lower enough rate. Okay. It, it depends on what the rate is, right. of course. It depends on how attractive it is. But um, at the same time, you know, if I took all that money, suppose they give me seven, eight hundred grand or something. Sure. I mean, I could go out and buy a bunch of stuff. Well, you could pay off your other stuff that has higher interest rates. Yeah. And then refinance those. Yeah, I mean, I'd have some options. Mm -hmm. Just the question is, like, do I... I really don't need that much. I only need, like, a hundred or two, right? I don't need seven, eight hundred. But, however, could I find something good to put it into? Absolutely, Absolutely yeah. I yeah. could. Uh, you know, but, it's funny, because a lot of people think... that. that I realize you're talking about an unusual situation, but a lot of people, they come to us like, I don't know how to invest in real estate because I don't have any money. And I'm going to tell you right now, the money is the easiest thing to get. If you have a good real estate deal, I have money now. I don't. It's not even my money. I have people who want to lend me money. <clears throat> I don't know what to do with the money. I don't have a place to put it at the moment. You know, we've been very busy, and I have not looked for real estate lately. And because I haven't looked for real estate lately, I don't know what to do with this money that people have that they want to just lend me. They're like they're practically throwing it at me. Well, uh, I certainly think I, uh, I just recently looked at the other day uh, a twelve-unit hotel. I mentioned it to you. Yes. Right. It's an old-fashioned Florida hotel. Back in the day, like you know, it was just it's a one-story building with a with a sounds great a thirty-degree A-frame roof on both sides, and it typically has a well water and septic and a parking lot and maybe a swimming pool. This one has a swimming pool, and it's in fairly decent shape, and it's twelve units. So to me, it's like an apartment building. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm not going to run it like a hotel. I'm not going to have somebody sitting in there like a hotel. I'm just going to find people who want to rent the units, charge them a lot of money, and, yeah. and cash in. So that's kind of what I'm thinking of doing with it. And uh, <clears throat> these things are popping up all over the place. Uh, you know, I kind of want to get this refi going so I got some cash and then make up my mind what the heck I want to do. 
yeah, and by the way, if you're listening online, feel free to leave comments on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and even just say hi so we know you're watching. We mm. can only we only know you're watching if you say hi. And by the way, uh, if you're in your car and you want to call 855-939-1137, we'll be happy to answer your question. 855-939-1137. And you can ask anything about money uh, on if you want to call us anything about money. We talk about real estate. We talk about the stock market. We talk about how to save money in taxes. Mm. We talk about how to make more money. I, we have students who come to us and they own businesses and we talk about how they can make more money in their business. It's actually pretty neat. It's a pretty neat. This is a pretty neat place. We've had we've made a lot of people a lot of money. We got students who like they had no idea how to even invest in real estate, and now they own two, two, two mobile parks. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Larry, why don't you talk a little bit about? I got to go to my office for a second. Okay, but why don't we? Um, why don't you talk a little bit about if there's people out there who want to get started in real estate? How would you recommend that they right, get started cool. in real estate. All right. Also, I want to say hello to uh, Lewis up there. There's somebody up there that's his Facebook user. I'm not sure why their name's not coming through, but whoever you are, I appreciate you also tuning in. All right. So Phil asked me to talk about how to get started in real estate. Look, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I got a way, I got a method that I use that we teach our students, and it's actually called the, we actually call it the wedding list. And if you're listening and you really, really want to know how to get started in real estate, I'm going to tell you that this is the greatest way to get started. What I want you to do is I actually want you to make a list of 300 people that know you, not that you know, that know you. Remember, there's a big difference. And I want you to make, I want you to make the assumption that you're going to get married. And I said, I simply said to you that I would pay for your wedding if you invited 300 people to the wedding. Now, of course, if you're going to invite 300 people to the wedding, you need their name and you need their home address. By the way, their email address and their phone number is a plus, but it's not necessary. All you need is their name and their address. Now, if I tell you, again, that if you if you invite 300 people to the wedding, I'm going to pay for your wedding, are you going to invite your Aunt Sally from California, even if she has no money and she lives with her best friend because she can't afford her house? And the answer is yes, because I didn't say she has to show up to the wedding. She just has to be invited. So you're going to make a list of 300 people you know. Now, it's interesting. We have three letters. I'm sorry, we have five letters actually now. We have five letters that we would send to these people, and we could give you access to those letters if you come to Investor Schooling. But if you come to Investor Schooling, you get these five letters, and you're going to mail them. And basically it says, hey, I am getting involved in real estate investing, and I was wondering if you knew anybody who might possibly want to sell a house or might possibly be in trouble where they can't afford their mortgage. We can help them. And then we, and we have these five letters. That's the first one. Then there's one letter that even says, hey, you know, we want to, I want to thank you for all your support and help. I've noticed a lot of people calling me. And here's some business cards in the next letter. And when you get these letters, they absolutely work. The first time I ever, actually ever introduced these letters that Phil ever saw them, we introduced him to a friend of ours who made how much money off these letters? Uh, he 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 bought two houses and made twenty thousand, approximately twenty thousand dollars off of both of them. Yeah, and this was just about those letters. So it was just so, all he did was make the list. We sent him the he signed up the letters and it worked. And we teach this method at Investor Schooling, and I'm telling you right now, it works. It works. I've only seen it fail. Honestly, I've only seen it fail once, and I kind of questioned the person. Uh, if they did it the way I told them to do it, and they kind of said they, they kind of sort of didn't, but it was also during COVID, so it was kind of a weird time, but that's the only time I've ever seen it fail. Other people, I've seen it work. I've seen it make money. I've seen other people get leads from leads from leads from leads, and I've seen other people buy a house after the first letter. 
That's interesting. I know you like that, don't you? I do. That was that was like one of the coolest things I ever showed you. You showed me a lot. I show you a lot. One of the coolest things I ever shown you, and I know you actually uh, stand by it. Yeah, those letters are awesome. By the way, if you want to get get a hold of those letters and you want to learn more about that, you can come to a free class this Thursday night by going to investorschooling.com. So just go to investorschooling.com, and you can definitely do that. By the way, if you have any questions or anything you want to talk to us about right now, 855-939-1137. I realize that you know our regular listeners don't know we're on right now, so they don't know to be listening to us because Susan put us in this time slot again. <laughs> So, you know, so even if you never heard a show before because you're, again, in the wrong place, right, I want you to go to 855-939-1137. Hey, real quick, Pedro, somebody online is saying that we're breaking up, so I'm not sure if that's an audio problem. Maybe you could take a listen, just so you know. All right. Uh Hi, I'm Phil Falcone from Investorschooling.com. I'm inviting you to a complimentary class this Thursday night at 7 p.m. I will teach you how to buy ugly houses and make them beautiful. As a bonus, we will also teach you stock option investing. 7 p.m. this Thursday night, 215-876-3002, Investorschooling.com. Hey, everybody, it's Larry Sinus from InvestorSchooling.com. You heard my partner, Phil Falcone, tell you why you should be there this Thursday night to learn about real estate investing and learn about stock options trading. We're telling you right now, you will make more money than you've ever made in your entire life if you learn these two skills. This Thursday night at 7 o'clock, go to InvestorSchooling.com. Pull over right now. Take out your phone and go to InvestorSchooling.com. RSVP right now. InvestorSchooling.com. See you Thursday. Um, what else, Phil? All right, you want to talk a little bit about the uh, different kinds of income that I got listed on the uh, script that you never look at? What script? You, you write a script every week? Every week. Wait, so I, I just want you guys <laughs> to understand it. Yeah, obviously, this is not a scripted show. What he's saying is these are topics to talk about and those kind of cool things. He's saying it's fixed now. Pedro, thanks. All right, uh, so earn, earned income is work. What do you want? How do you get started in real estate? Then you're saying earned income is working for you? Earned income is you working for money. Oh, is you working for money? I, wow. You haven't read anything in a while? You know, I, I got to tell you, if it's not on a teleprompter, I can't read it anymore. So earned income is you working for money. <laughs> Obviously, from a tax standpoint, the government's going to come and take the taxes right out of your pay. Portfolio income is from you flipping or wholesaling, etc. Maybe businesses, maybe real estate. But you know you can buy a business... And that's a great, that could theoretically be a great investment if you've bought the right business. Sure. And sometimes you can even get the real estate with the business. A cousin of mine in New Jersey found a deli that was for sale. The guy was an older guy. It was just time to get out of the business. And they are loving the decision because they're making about $10,000 a week at this deli. And uh, somewhere in New Jersey, I haven't been there. They just told me about it. And uh, they're doing very well with it. So buying businesses is something that Larry and I look at from time to time. Yeah, we looked at that tennis club, and that was awesome. We, is that still available? I, I, don't, I don't know. But, you know, we, we were doing some heavy-duty negotiation on a seller finance, but the guy turned us down because, well, apparently he had another offer, but I don't know if he really had another offer. <clears throat> I think some people say that. But whatever. So we didn't buy it. So what? We're looking at stuff all the time. We, we look at mobile home parks. We look at businesses. We look to expand our business. There's always something else. Right now, I'm looking to open and buy a, a social media a social media 
marketing business. So there's a whole bunch of things. Once you start to become an entrepreneur, your brain doesn't shut down. It actually, it's actually, you know, I love your, the front of your book. Explain the cover on the front of your first book. Okay, so I wrote a book called Addicted to Real Estate, which is, you know, yes, I'm addicted to real estate. I just love the business. I, I can't stop thinking about it. I don't have a choice. Uh, I don't know how I became uh, addicted, mostly probably from playing Monopoly. But it just you just don't stop. Once you once you learn the business and you realize how much money you can make and how how you you you're earning passive income in form of cash flow and how you're flipping or wholesaling properties and you're making extra money that way, it's just a wonderful business. It's so many benefits that you you end up becoming addicted to the whole concept because you can start to see how you can become make your first million how you can become a multimillionaire you just have to keep doing what you're doing yeah so I, but i was talking about how like my mind is always thinking as an entrepreneur your mind is always thinking as an entrepreneur and the first thing i thought about was the cover of your book yeah. with you at it was <clears throat> it looks like you and your wife on a uh, on lounge chairs right so i had a marketing guy helping me develop the cover of the book but the marketing guy i was using actually didn't like my cover and i didn't care i just did what i wanted <laughs> So That's an on, entrepreneur, by the way. Right. On the front cover of my book, uh, my wife is talking to me, and she's saying, "Are you, honey, are you listening? And I'm not listening. And the balloon over my head says a $12 million portfolio with a 7% annual increase is $840,000 a year in equity. And I was making the point that, yeah, I wasn't listening to my wife. I was thinking about the fact that if I had a $12 million portfolio and the real estate prices went up 7% in one year, I just made $840,000. Now, I might not have a, a briefcase full of $840,000 in cash, but nonetheless, my net worth is now $840,000 more than it was. Yeah, and that, and that was the point, is that we're always thinking about, we think, we think like entrepreneurs. You know, people are talking to us about television programs, and we're thinking about how much money we're making this week or how much money we're not making this week if the stock market's down, right? It's just what we do. You know, the other, the other thing on the front cover that I think is really powerful, we should probably put this in some of the marketing material we do for investor schooling, which is why I can't stop. Because I can't stop. Right. That's right. And why you should start. That's it. Real estate is the greatest investment ever. Imagine buying something, okay? Some of my best properties, I got somebody else managing both of them. The two most profitable, most valuable investments that I own, my wife and daughter run one of them. My previous business partner runs the other one. And these assets are going up in value just like everything is today with inflation. And it's just the amount of money that you could be earning. I mean, it's in the millions. I don't actually know what these buildings are worth because I, I haven't bothered to appraise them because I'm not selling them anytime soon. So I almost don't even care right now just as long as they keep running. They keep producing rent, rent flow and cash flow. What do I care? Right, I know. I recently got because I'm doing some of these refis because I'm trying to take advantage of these low interest rates right now. I do these refis, and and one of the buildings came back. I, it appraised for a hundred thousand dollars more than I thought it would appraise for, and I thought and I thought my number was high. 
So it's a, it's fascinating to me how quickly these these numbers are moving up. Well, in the in the case of Executech, the banker that I'm working with, she said, "What do you think the building's worth?" I said, "Well, I bought it for two point one in two thousand and six. I said, "You know, I don't know. You want to call it three million? You want to be super conservative? Let's call it three million. Yeah, sure. Right? How do I know? I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go get it appraised because that'll be like." Seven thousand dollars, and you know, if I had to, I would, but I don't think I'm go- even going to need to. Yeah, you probably won't. Desktop, desktop simply can do three. That's easy. At, at yeah, three million be easy. Desktop appraisal. Yeah. By the way, if you want to call in eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven, eight five five nine three nine eleven thirty seven. We love talking to our listeners, so just call in, say hi, talk to us about what's going on in your life, and of course, if you're online, if you're on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or YouTube, please let us know. Say hi on there as well. And let us know if you have any questions. We'll be sure to ask them over the air. Okay, so uh, while we got a few more minutes, this is something I was thinking about this morning. I put it on the, uh, on the script, which <laughs> is school teaches you to get a job that a robot will do in lieu of you. I love that. All right, you ready? Don't send your kids to college. Just don't. Unless they absolutely want to be a doctor or an engineer or something that must have a college degree. Just don't. What a waste of money, what a waste of time, and what a ruining of their life it is <laughs> when they get these student loans that are completely predatory. Did you hear this about this company, Navient, who, had a, who, had a, who the government was forced them to, uh, to excuse or, or, or to cancel 66000 Student loans of $1.8 billion, or was it, yeah, billion, $1.8 billion of student loans, they had to cancel them because the government said that these loans were predatory. How dare you lend them money? Well, hello, government. You're doing it to everyone every day. What's the matter? Somebody else put their hands in the cookie jar, and now you're upset about it? So have you been into a McDonald's recently? Uh, I went to a McDonald's, and I ordered French fries, and it was $3.75. Okay, have you been physically walked into yeah, a yeah, McDonald's yeah, and you have store? To use the, okay. You have to use the menu system? Right, so they've, the, what they basically have is like television sets turned vertically, right? And they're touch screens, and you just go, and I want the fries, I want the milkshake, I want the hamburger, and you hit, you, you pay with a credit card, and you hit print, and it prints out a number for you, and you go back and you sit at your table, and the people bring you out the food. And it's uh, or they'll they might call your number and have you walk up to the counter, but it's so so now a McDonald's has cut their staff in half. They still need yep. the people to clean and to cook, but they don't need uh, all those people at the front counter anymore because there's nobody really at the front counter except people just calling out numbers for you to come pick up your food or delivering it to you. So it's just an example of a of a. Automation replacing labor, and that's Which, true. Everyone will be a robot, and right. it's funny because it's like a, it's like a, um, what was it, a Twilight Zone episode? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen. If, so I'm a big fan of Twilight Zone. If you go back and you watch Twilight Zone, you'll actually see what's going on in Twilight Zone. It, what's going on in Twilight Zone in those shows is actually what's really happening in real life now. Didn't that show go off the air in 1968? Yeah, but that's the point. Go back and watch them. How old are you, man? Uh, well, you know, I'm 58. <laughs> How old are you? I'm uh, 56. <laughs> I don't even know what that show is. Oh, yeah. you need to watch this show. This show, I tell you what, Rod Serling, 
the way he wrote these episodes, it was brilliant because in the first three minutes, you're sucked in. You just, you, it's just like you can't turn it off. And then another one starts because right now you can watch them back to back. They usually do the on New Year's Eve, they do them and they, they just suck you right in. It's great, great stuff, great writing, great acting. Hmm. All right. So, by the way, if you're online, if you want to give us a call, 855 939 1137. 855 939 1137. It looked like somebody tried to call, but I'm not sure if that came through. But if you're trying to call, just try again. 855 939 1137, and we would love to take your call. So, there's a question online, refinancing question. If you had a mortgage with a 4% penalty uh, for prepayment, would you pay the penalty on 300K to pull out 200K extra? Same interest rate, the value. I don't even. I can't even understand how the the. I can't understand how he wrote this question. I, I, I can't even answer the question because I, there's so many other details. But if you could, it's the same well, interest I, I, rate. I don't know. So many I, other details. I can't. I can't answer the question. Uh, after reading his question, I'd say my answer would be maybe. Yeah, maybe exactly. Yeah, so a lot of times it's funny because people will do that. They'll, pay, they'll post on our Facebook groups. We have a lot of right. Facebook groups, and they post on our Facebook groups. They ask us these questions, and they can't be answered unless we know other things. <clears throat> well, here's something I could say to the gentleman or gentle lady who wrote this question is if you want to get a financial education at an advanced level, you should come to investor schooling because what we do here is we are available to our students – Two nights a week. Minimum. Right. Minimum two nights a week. But there's actually other events that we have. We have weekend events. We have special events. We have different things. And, and, right? and in-person coaching. And imagine that you, uh, in, the, in the next couple of months, you find a piece of property you're thinking about buying. If you were a member of Investor Schooling, all you have to do is come here. We're here two nights a week to help you with your problems. To, we can we can evaluate your deal. We can advise you on your deal, and uh, what a priceless thing! We're not we we don't come here and if you've ever been to a real estate presentation, what most of them are about is selling you some kind of package at the end. We don't operate like that. You join our school, you become a member, and you can reside here for a year or so, depending on what you want. And we will help you throughout the entire year, two nights a week, plus some other events. Yeah, and you'll actually learn a lot. You'll learn things <clears throat> that you didn't even know existed. We have students who are saving 15, 20, 30 grand in taxes every year <clears throat> with some of the things that we taught them. Just go, go back to 2020 when, when the, um, the SBA was giving loans out. Yes, the idle loans. How much money... Did we raise not not just for ourselves, but for the whole school? No, yeah, we taught the we taught our students how to get money from the SBA. I mean, legally, it was nothing nothing nefarious. We taught them how to get it because nobody even knew that it existed. Yeah, and we taught them how to do. It. We taught we stepped them through the website. Now there were people out there who were charging anywhere from two to ten percent of the amount of money the person got to teach them how to do it. But these were our students. We taught them, we taught them how to do it. So let me ask you something: Are you? Are you getting a bill from this? No, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm concerned about two things. I'm concerned that there's no bill, and one day they're going to come after us, and they're going to say, "Okay, now you have to start paying it." Which, you know, I, I realize I'm going to have to pay it one day anyway. But and and I'm and I'm also on the other side. I'm I'm concerned that you know there might be a bill somewhere, and we just don't even know it. That maybe it was an online billing, and they never told us. The other side is I'm hoping that they're going to say, "Hey, you know, we're just going to forgive them all." I've tried to call them multiple times 
just to find out what the heck's going on. I know, it's crazy. And there's nothing. There's nothing there. There's nobody. There's it nothing. Is, it's... It is a typical government program that no one knows what they're doing. No one knows anything about it. And look, we got the money, and eventually they're going to ask us for it back. And I, I don't... I, first of all, it was supposed to be 30 years at 3.5% interest rate on 30 years. I, I'll be really glad if I could make every one of those payments. You know what I mean by that? No. I'm hoping I'm alive to make every one of those payments. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sure. Uh, if they stretch it out over 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, it's awfully nice uh, to get that chunky money. Yes, it, definitely. And we and we used it for some of the right things. Um, first of all, we have, we, we Investor Schooling used it. If you guys have never been here, you need to come see the, the technology we use to teach you guys how to do this. It'll blow your mind. So if you want to go to InvestorSchooling.com, you can do that as well. We, we made it through the whole show without a commercial, Phil. Yeah, well, you want to keep going? Yeah, it might as well. Sure. Okay. So how much interest does the bank pay you on your money? Okay. Um, how much interest does the bank pay me on my money? They pay nothing. Right. Practically nothing. I mean, we. By the way, do you know what the you know how much interest you get on a if you keep a thousand dollars in a bank account? Do you know how much interest you get? Uh, I'm not sure what I'm getting paid, but I think recently it was double digits, eleven cents. No, you got eleven cents. Eleven cents for a month. I actually wow. thought, wow, that's impressive. That's on a thousand dollars? I don't remember how much. It must have had to be more than a thousand. I wasn't paying attention to what was in the yeah, account. I just more than, like most of the time it's like four cents or five cents. This time it was 11 cents, so it was like double-digit figures. Yeah, okay, I got Got you. me excited. <laughs> All right, so I'm noticing that calls are coming through. I'm getting I'm getting indications, but I'm not getting the calls being put up, so I'm not sure if we're getting calls. I'm not sure if there's a, if there's a technical problem, <sighs> so I apologize to you guys who are trying to call in. Uh, try again. Maybe we'll get through, but I'm sorry, but if it is what it is. All right, by the way, if you're also online and you feel like asking a question, you can ask a question in the comment section on YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. All right. Where do you want to go from here? we got a little bit of time. We don't have to go to stock options something yet. What's the, What was one more thing you want to talk about? Hey, Pedro. Yes? we got a bunch of callers who can't get through, so do you have a question you'd like to ask Larry <laughs> or me? <laughs> Where's all this money that you are, people are throwing at you because I can't find any? What are you talking about, the SBA money? No, no, he's talking. When I say that there's people throwing money at me, he doesn't. So, all right, Pedro, let's do this. We're gonna we're gonna have a conversation with you, Pedro. Do you have a house that you need to, that you need to that you're buying right now? Yes. Okay. Is it a good deal? Yes. Have you have you explained that deal to at least twenty people? Yes. Okay, and every single one of them said what? To think about it. All right. So, have you followed up with them? Yeah. And they're still doing what? Thinking. Well, why don't you tell them, hey, you know, I've got three other people that want to give me money. I'd like to borrow it from you because I'd like you to make the money on this instead of somebody else. Because it's the truth. Okay. If, if your deal is good and there's no chance that someone can lose their money in the deal. By the way, that's what we teach you. We teach you how to buy deals that when somebody lends you money, they really don't even want you to pay them back because they'll make more money if you don't pay them back than if you do pay them back. So that money will come if you actually have a good deal. Now, sometimes we have problems where we have a situation where uh, the deal's just not good. I mean, if somebody says, I could buy this house for, it's listed for a hundred grand and I could buy it for 90 grand and, and I want to borrow a hundred thousand dollars from you. I'm sorry, but that's not a good deal. 
that's one of the biggest issues that we have with our students when they think they have a good deal. It's just not a good deal. They have to come. They have to come back and realize that if you're buying a house for ninety thousand dollars, you're buying it for retail. Go to a bank. Maybe a bank will lend you money. Maybe they won't. But you're not going to get that from a private investor if there's not a good deal. A private investor has to has to be safe, has to feel safe, right? You know, you borrow money from private investors all the time. I borrow money from private investors all the time. My private investors never, I never miss a payment because, frankly, I don't want to lose the property. And you don't want to lose the relationship with the private lender. Ex exactly true. All right, let's talk real quick about the stock market since we got about five minutes. Holy cow. I what a horrible week, and I mentioned it before. If it gets any worse, it's if this week, if this coming week is worse. If it drops this coming week, it's going to be bad. It's going to be the beginning of the really the the beginning of a bear market. Now, I want you guys to understand. So, a bear market is a bear market. It is what it is. But a bear market doesn't last long. This is one of the things that people get concerned with. Is that you know we just had a we just had a really strong bull market for many, many years, but we had small bear markets in that bull market, including the beginning of COVID. And it will eventually just settle down somewhere. And when it settles down, everything will be just normal. It'll just be normal in that range. I'm afraid that, I actually believe that the stock market right now, it's at 34,000. It hit over 30, it hit over 37,000, I believe at one time. I believe it's gonna be about, it's gonna settle between 28,000, 27 and 28,000. And that's where it's gonna be. And that's life. It's just going to be that way. The bond market is obviously kicking up, and that's causing some havoc. The bonds, the uh, Treasury bond is now 1.77, and that's a problem. And the reason it's a problem is because when bond market goes up, people run from stocks. So they put their money in safe places. Gold is moving up, but it's moving up way too slow. I think gold and silver are the place to be right now. And what's happening with crypto? Oh, boy. Crypto is deep doo-doo right now. Bitcoin is down below 35,000. Ethereum is down below 2,400. And it may go further down before it goes back up. If it even goes back up ever again. I, I, I still don't get crypto. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I, got, uh, there's you, a great want... documentary on yeah. uh, Amazon Prime about crypto. I watched the whole thing, and I think I was more confused at the at the end than I was at the beginning. <laughs> hey, we got we got Gary in the line, but Gary, we got to give you sixty seconds. That's all we got for you. The phone system is back up. Gary, what's going on? How you doing, Sultan? How you doing, Fredo? It's a great year because you your doing? advice to be patient on my business in South Jersey. I sold it. Three weeks right, ago, December man. 29th, it took 28 minutes. My neighbor bought it. Cash deal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, we helped this guy. He's a, he's a long-term listener, and we helped this guy. We helped him on the radio. We didn't even he didn't, he didn't even come into this class. He didn't even pay us. Yeah, just imagine yeah, if he you know. actually showed up at the school, what yeah. we could do for him. Yeah, would you show up at the school now that you got all this money for your business that you sold? Absolutely. We'll see you Thursday night, right? I will try my best. I'll be there with bells on. All right. Well, make sure you're wearing those bells. Because... You want me to send you a, an Uber to pick you up? <laughs> Listen, get off the phone, you big dope. <laughs> you know who that is, don't you? Who is that? Yeah, that was Bob Grant, wasn't it? No. Was that, was my, that Howard Eskin? It was Mr. Levin. Oh, is that, okay. No, no, I think it was Bob Grant. 
No, he, anyway, no. it doesn't matter. Either way, we got we we got to run because we got to say goodbye to all our listeners. And Gary, we'll, hopefully, we'll see you. Go to investorschooling.com and sign up. It's all yours, Phil. It's all me. Okay. Well, thanks to our producer, Henry Mache, and our buddy Pedro. Good job, Pedro. Don't forget to visit InvestorSchooling.com for your free class this Thursday night at 7 p.m. on real estate investing and stock option trading. That's InvestorSchooling.com. And if you behave yourself, we might, keyword being might, we might invite you to another complimentary class. You can give us a call during the week if you've got any questions, 855-939-1137. See you this Thursday night at 7 p.m., 108 Corporate Drive, Langhorne, Pennsylvania. All right. Take care, everybody.